What's up, everybody? So glad to be here. Blessed to have you listening today. Let's make it our goal today to wreck or wreak havoc on the enemy today. Let's walk in such faith with the authority of God's word and the boldness of his truth that the enemy loses his mind. As a child of God, we have authority over the enemy in Jesus' name. We need to remember to exercise that authority and remind the adversary of his place and destiny. God is my shield and my strength. He is my fortress, and I will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. In the words of David, the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today we are going to take a, a look at another lesson from the life of Elijah. What do we do when we are asked to give the last of what we have, to put someone else first, to trust God. Have you ever had someone ask you for something and you say that it is my last one? Sorry. I have never been a fan of sharing my food. That's my food. If you want some, I will fix you your own or you can get your own. But that is my food. My wife would always ask me for my food. And I would tell her, there's more over there. Go get your own. This is mine. And she would say, well, I don't want that. I just want a bite of yours. But the only ones that could ever get me to share any of my food off my own plate was my girls. They're daddy's girls. You know, don't judge me. It is what it is. That being said, I'm a sucker for Reese's Cups and bacon. Not together, necessarily. Okay, just mentioning those two are two of my vices. Now, those two things, even my daughters can't get me to share. Are there things like that, things that you tend to not share? I hope I'm not the only one, but, you know, on a serious note, has someone ever asked you for something and you said no because it was all you had left? Maybe they needed some money, but what they needed was all that you had left at the at the moment. Maybe it was something else. Maybe what they needed, you only had one of, and that one was yours. If you give it up, what will you have? What are you going to do then? Has God ever put, you know, put it on your heart to give, and you say, God, if I do that, I won't have anything. God, that's all I have. And God says, that is all I need. Today we pick up with Elijah coming out of hiding and God sends you know sends him to a widow for food. Now this story has some incredible points that are worth taking note of. So let's jump right in starting in 1 Kings 17 verses 7 through 9. Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. The word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with with food. So right here in this simple passage, I see God's providence. He knew the brook, or like a little stream, would dry up from the drought. And he already had someone ready to replace the ravens and the brook. Another thing I see here is that sometimes God will cause your resources to dry up or run out in order to get you to move on to the next assignment. That one is a much deeper point that we can possibly revisit one day. Suffice it to say, 
that instead of getting you know mad when those resources dry up, ask God, where are you leading me? Where do you want me to go? Maybe you are in a career field that you, you know that you used to love or even excel at, but now it seems like resources are drying up and opportunities are getting fewer. So instead of hanging on or, or blaming others, the economy, the industry, etc., say, God, where are you leading me? Where do you want me to go? Maybe God is allowing opportunities and resources to dry up so that he can get you to move on to the next assignment. 1 Kings 17, 10-12 says, So he went to Zarephath. When, when he came to the, town, uh, to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, What would you bring, or asked her, I'm sorry, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, Oh, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my and for my son that we may eat it and die. Now, I like how it says that the word of the Lord came to Elijah and told him to go. So he went. No questions asked. Trust and faith jump off the page when I read that passage. So let's talk about this encounter that Elijah has, that he had with this woman. He goes where God tells him to. And then, you know, he finds the widow that God said would be there, the person that God said would provide him food. But when he gets, you know, when he gets, um, when he gets there, what he finds is a woman who is defeated and without hope. This woman is about to prepare her last meal for herself and her son and then prepare to die because she has no more food and with the drought there's nothing for her to eat. This is the perfect storm for God to show how multifaceted God's plans are. You read the story thinking that God sent Elijah to the widow so that the prophet or man of God would be taken care of, but God sent Elijah to the man Elijah, the man of God, into the woman's life to restore her, to bless her, to give her hope and a future. God saw a broken woman in need of mercy and grace, and you know, a woman that was hopeless. But God had a plan, and He sent the man of God to restore this woman's faith, to fill her with hope. This isn't just a story about Elijah's Elijah's needs being met. It's also about God's grace being extended to the hopeless, to the hopeless. You see, you know, that you see that God uses the woman to provide for Elijah's physical needs, but he uses Elijah to to provide for her spiritual needs. In one encounter, God meets the needs of both parties. Talk about a divine appointment. 1 Kings 17, 13 through 17. It said, you know, it says, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid, go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me for from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had you know, had told her. So there was food for every every day for her for Elijah and for the woman 
and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the, of the Lord spoken by Elijah. The passage isn't about Elijah getting his needs met first. God is asking her to trust him, to give him all that she has, to trust him with the first portion of what she has and of what she makes. And in turn, God will provide for her during the drought and she will never run out of food. You can easily read this passage and think Elijah sounds a bit selfish. But in reality, he was following God's plan. She was afraid and it required a lot of trust for her to give up her last bit of food supplies to someone, you know, to someone else for, you know, fear that she would have nothing. But she does it. This shows a tremendous amount of faith. And this show of faith will be her salvation during the drought. She gives God the first portion of what she makes. And that sets things in motion. God asks the same of us with our tithe. It's not about the money. It's about the principle and faith. God asks for the first tenth, not the last tenth. This woman reminds us to put God first even above ourselves. Then have faith that God will deliver. You see, God wants all that you have so he can give you all that he has. But sometimes we hold on to what we have, you know, to what we have, thinking it's all I have. Or do you know how hard I have worked for that? But again, God is saying, you don't trust me to bless you. Let go of all you have so I can give you all that I have. Elijah follows God and he blesses Elijah and protects and provides for him. But in the process, Elijah becomes a conduit for God's mercy, grace, and love, and compassion to flow through. Every time someone follows God in obedience and faithfully goes or does what he asks of them, he not only blesses that person, but he blesses those who come in contact with that person. Finally, I see that God will sometimes ask you to give the last of what you have, or all that you have, in a show of faith so that you can be a blessing to someone and you know to someone else which opens the doors for God to bless you beyond what you gave up you can never outgive God put him first and trust him with all that you have and God will provide for you from all that he has now that is something that gives me hope and the thought of it is overwhelming God is so good and he cares for Everyone from the prophet or man of God to the widow. One is not more special than the other. In the end, he used each one to provide for the other. Let's follow where God leads and be blessed by being a blessing to others. Thank you, God, for all that you do for us. You bless us beyond what we deserve. I pray that you would soft, soften our hearts and help us to let go and give all that we have to you to be used for your purpose. Then stand on our faith and the promises of your word and trust that you will never forsake us. You, God, are the great provider, the Jehovah Jireh. Use us, Lord, to be a blessing to others as we follow you. Help us to always put you first, even above ourselves. Bless your people, Lord, and clothe us in your righteousness and fill us with your love. And we will give you all the praise. Amen.